Welcome to the Westside Lions Podcast. My name is Ben Miller. Here I am at Lions Westside on Twitter. In today's podcast, we will be going over our top five list for the 2021 NFL Draft. We are about three weeks out from the 2021 NFL Draft. So we are almost there, and we're going to take a look at the Lions pick at number seven. In this scenario, we are not looking at any trading down. We are not looking at anybody like crazy falling to us like Trevor Lawrence, but we are going to take a look at who we think might be available at pick seven and rank them in order one to five of the players that we would most want. Um. Before we get into this, though, I'd like to get our introductions out of the way. So first with us, we've got the one-handed man, Austin Rudlin. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, Ben. Uh, happy to be back. How, how's the arm feeling? Uh, it's good, yeah. Uh, around 50, 60%, I would say. So All right. uh, still recovering, but I'm getting there. Good, good. So we got one and a half hand man yeah almost to two getting there to two okay cool and we got two-handed man jake krieg here jake how are you i'm great i'm excited about this podcast today yeah we've been excited to do this one for a while things kept popping up so we had to push it back but we're here today and we're very excited to get this one going so i think you know, we're just going to kind of segue right into what we're doing here. Um, where we're, we're each going to start with our number five and then work our way down. We're each going to do number five, then number four, and so on and so forth. However, I know for a fact that both me and Jake have honorable mentions. So, Austin, do you also have an honorable mention? Uh, I've got one. <clears throat> okay. So let's, because I know, Jake, you have three or two? I, I have two. Okay, so let's start with one of your honorable mentions. Who is your honorable mention? Well, first I'll just say the guy who I have in seventh place is probably Panay Sewell. Offensive tackle from Oregon. Okay. And um, I I really like him, and he he serves great pass protection. He's in my opinion, the best offensive lineman in this draft and in the past few drafts. And um, if the Detroit Lions take him, then we have great protection to protect our future young offense. So if we go this route, I would be certainly happy considering the amount of protection we'll get and the guaranteed protection we'll get because there's, I don't really see Panay Sewell being a bust in the NFL. Sure, yeah. I think that's a reasonable thing to say for it. Um, yeah, I think that's a good good honorable mention. First one of the day. Um, so I will give my first honorable mention, and that will be Devontae Smith, Alabama wide receiver. And he is my number seven. He does not make my top five. And before before I start getting booed by the crowd here, I, I want to so say mine. all of these here of my top my, – my whole top seven – I honestly would not be upset with all of these positions if we took them or all of these players because the Lions have so many needs. I'd be okay if they pick any of them. But of the people who are available, 
Devontae Smith is my pick seven of what I would want at that pick. You're going to um, do the Heisman Trophy winner like uh, that? I am. <laughs> I Just because there's so many other great players that I see big potential from ahead of him. Um, it's really nothing against Devontae Smith. It's just there's so many more good players above him, too. Um, so, I, I like I said, I think he's good. I think he'd be a good player for our team. However... He doesn't make my top five list. He just misses. So, Austin, who is your next – or who is your honorable mention? Uh, you stole mine, so uh, – Okay, anything – just say ditto? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> anything you wanted to add on to why he's an honorable mention on yours? Um, I mean, I just feel that – I mean, when we first started this out, I was totally against – offensive side for our seventh pick. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's me changing my tune a little bit. Okay. But you still like, he's an honorable mention. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, I think that's reasonable though. Cause yeah, we talked about him a lot. Sure. So I don't, I don't know how much more we can really say. Sure. All the viewers have heard you talk about how you always, I mean, you're a big defensive guy first. Um, You know, you kind of want to quitty pay for a while there and, so I think that's pretty reasonable that a offensive talent doesn't make the off or an offensive talent like Devonte Smith is an honorable mention. Um, Jake, who is your second honorable mention? First of all, I'd just like to say I'm sorry, Devonte Smith. <laughs> I'm sorry these guys are disrespecting you. You are great. Okay, but all for right, my six spot- his butt, who do you have as your second honorable <laughs> mention? Um, <laughs> this really pains me to say because I. I'm very impressed with him, but I'm going to have to say Trey Lance. Um, Trey Lance would be a great building block for our offense, considering if Jared Goff doesn't do well, which there is a good chance he won't. And Trey Lance is a very good security blanket, and if developed well by our quarterback coaches and our offensive coordinators, he could become a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. He has the mobility and he has the arm talent, and he threw zero interceptions his his last season of playing in college. I mean, sure, he is a little raw and hasn't had a lot of playing time in college, but from what we, we've seen on film, he is a great quarterback, and if the Lions took him, we'd be lucky to have him. So you talked about how like he's raw talent, right? Like I think a player like that might fit perfectly for what the Lions – you know what their idea is right now where they're set with Jared Goff as their starter um so you can have a guy who's like Trey Lance who's raw talent sit behind him learn from him get into the NFL learn from him and then be ready to be the starter when we can move on from Jared Goff um I think it's a smart tech uh I don't know if he's available at pick seven um which is why I actually did not put any QBs in my top seven because I'm assuming I'm assuming most all of them are gone at pick seven except for Mac Jones and but that's going to be a topic for another another day is projecting things (laughs) in the draft Um, but I don't have any QBs in my top five just because I don't see them being available Um, which then leads me to my final Ooh, I'm so excited for this. My final, my final honorable mention, which I know I'm going to get some reactions here. My final honorable oh, mention is Micah Parsons. 
Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. Pretty close to where I had him, actually. Is in my honorable mentions, pick six for my top five. So <laughs> let me talk about why he's number six on mine. I have talked about Micah Parsons a ton on our podcast. Micah Parsons is the top defensive talent in this draft, bar none. However, there are some allegations against him that are serious allegations. Now, it is not my job to say whether or not these allegations are true or false. That's for all of these GMs and whatever to figure out and to figure out his mindset and to figure out his, you know, if he's really matured enough to be in the NFL right now. All of this, you know, that's not for me to say. Um, For me, I can look at his athleticism. I can look at what he's put out on the field. And I can say this guy is a stud, and I would love to have him on our team if there were not those allegations or worries about his character or anything like that. He would easily be number one on my board every single day. He would be number one without a doubt. But because of those allegations and the worries that are there, he does drop to my number six, and he is now on my last honorable mentions. Um which I'm sure was a little bit surprising to you guys. Cause like I said, I'm a huge, huge Micah Parsons fan. I think he would do wonders for our defense, but as of from what I know, which is very little as just being a fan, you know, that's going to come down to the GM doing his homework again. If they draft him, I'm going to assume that the GM has looked him over, has done his research. And they said, you know what? We're not worried about this. We're not worried that this is a real thing. You know, they're not worried about him. If they draft him, they're not worried about that. And if that's the case, I am fully on board because he would be amazing for our team. But that is why I have him as my honorable mention. Now, with all of our honorable mentions out of the way, let's move into top five. So at number five, Austin, start us off. Who do you have? Uh, Micah Parsons. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything else you want to add with Michael Parsons? I mean, yeah. I when I mean when the allegations first came out, I was I was really worried about that. Um. I mean, but he's talked about it, saying that uh, you know he was really young when he's made this, and he's hoping that it won't let people define his character. So. I mean, everybody makes mistakes when they're young, so I'm I'm hoping that, you know, if the Lions do take him, that, you know, he'll be able to grow up a little bit and, uh, you know, maybe act his age, I guess. Sure. I think that's reasonable. And like you did say, yeah, he was a freshman when all of those things happened that he was, you know, all those allegations were around. Um, but it's still worrisome. Still, you need to be held accountable for yeah, it, though. exactly. Okay, Jake, who's your number five? I don't mean to be a copycat here, but I'm also going to say Micah Parsons. Okay. Um, so we were, all, we were all pretty close there. Um, right. he, he, Micah Parsons is great talent, and it's insane to have him at a linebacker position. Um, he'd get a lot of sacks, tackles, possibly interceptions, too. 
And his 40-yard dash time was crazy for a linebacker his size. And I think he would be great if he has the mentality to be great. And um, his allegations are very serious, and it's nothing to take lightly. And it, it if they're true or if they're not true, we don't know that, but this shows real maturity in if he's mature or not. Mm-hmm. And um, I think um, Dan Campbell is trying to set a mature Lions team, right? Mm-hmm. And does Micah Parsons make the cut? I, I don't know Micah Parsons personally. I don't know how he is. But that's for the GM to decide. And if Micah Parsons is a great person, then great. I'd love to have him. And if he's matured, that's great. But if he hasn't, then it's a huge risk. And if we were to draft him and he would to not be mature, like Isaiah Wilson in last mm-hmm. year's draft, I mean, that was a huge bust for the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was, I don't see him being like that, though, of course. But... If it's a situation similar to that, then that would be a huge hit for the Lions, and it would really slow us down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered Micah Parsons pretty well. I think this is going to be a real um, tester for our GM and head coach. Uh, I believe that if they take Micah Parsons, you know, they're saying we trust that these guys are, you know, grown up. We believe that our coaching staff – you know, will be able to hold them accountable. Um, I think with our last GM and head coach, you know, they wouldn't even come near this guy with a 45 foot pole um, because they just, they, anybody have any kind of personality or, you know, any kind of edge to them, all of a sudden there's no way that they're going to fit in with this locker room. So um, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting. But, okay, so we're all pretty much on the same area with Micah Parsons. Um, my number five is Jalen Waddell, the other Alabama wide receiver. Um, I have him at number five. I think Jalen Waddell will be a great addition to our team. Um, he's – I don't know what we haven't said about him yet. He's super fast. He His, separ- his separation is incredible in the backfield. I mean, he's able to uh, – what – I don't think he ran a 40 time this year, but he's just lightning and his separation skills are incredible. He could be our, our, our kick return, punt return guy as well. Um, he's got great hands, even with Devonte Smith winning the Heisman year, this year and being the leading wide receiver in Alabama. He's still rated as a higher wide receiver prospect than Devonte Smith. I mean, that's pretty incredible. The guy obviously has some skill if that's the case. So I would love to see him on our team. And I think that if the Lions picked him, I I would not be upset with that at all. Not one bit. All right, let's move on to Austin. I think we're on four now. Yes, we are on four. Okay, who you got? Um, So... I'm going against my my tune of uh, who I've liked before. Um, I've always I have not been a fan of tight ends in the first round. Oh yeah, Ben's got a, oh, got a weird face on man. there. Oh huh? man, 
You guys know who I'm talking about. Uh, oh, so, man. yes, my number four is Kyle Pitts from Ooh, Florida. That's uh, a hot take. Wow. I mean, the guy ran a four, unofficial 444-40 time. Yes. Pray. Sing it. Sing it. Screaming. And his official was 446. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, it's hard to argue the guy. He's got the longest wingspan of, like, anybody in the NFL right now. Yes. In the last 20 so, years, he has the, the yes. widest wingspan. He just beat out DK Metcalf for that. Uh, not by much, but nope. he, he beat him out. I mean, the guy's what, 6'6", 246 pounds, and he ran that fast? That's ridiculous. Yeehaw. I mean, dare I say Megatron 2.0? No. No. No, you may not. You may not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, I mean, my thoughts in in picking him would be to convert him to a wide receiver. But so I, I mean, he played yeah. he played a lot of a lot of his snaps were you know on the line, sure, out wide. So I. Th- yeah, so That'd be my thoughts. with that, real quick, I'll just kind of throw this out there. I kind of agree where um, I think having – if we were to get him – Or having run two tight having, ends. Yeah, too. I would have a two tight end set where you have TJ Hawkinson who can who's more on the line tight end, and then you'd have Kyle Pitts who is on the, you know, on the line, you know, wide out tight end, kind of as a, a Rob Gronkowski role where yeah. – he can still move in if you need him to. He can do the crossing routes and straight up the seam. I mean, imagine a a flipping Kyle Pitts and a TJ Hawkinson tight end group. Like you can't cover that red zone Stop. area. That red and DeAndre Swift. Imagine how much, how many times DeAndre Swift hit the end zone in the in the red zone last year. And imagine if they also have to worry about Kyle Pitts and TJ Hawkinson. That'd like, be a nightmare for the wow. linebackers. Wow, they can't cover everyone. They just literally cannot cover everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a uh, especially coming from Austin, who when I was saying <laughs> draft T.J. Hawkinson, he was about was ready to no. stab me because he did not want that. Um. So wow, I am. We are off the rails on this one. I'm loving it. Okay, Jake, who do you have at pick four? At pick four, I'm going to have to say Jalen Waddle, wide receiver from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, his speed is insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no Tyreek Hill, but it's pretty dang close. Yeah, it is fast. And to have that to a young offense, we haven't had a very quick wide receiver in a while mm-hmm. like Jalen Waddle. So it, it, it will be great to build off of him. Because he'd be a good starting piece for a young offense. Yeah. Not considering like TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift, of course, but um, he'd be a great talent for us. But one slight, well, not so slight um, point that I want to get to is his ankle injury last season, which is really serious. And he tried to play that yeah. on mm. that during the national championship game. Yeah. And it, you know what it could have done? It could have ruined his career. Could have. But you know what I like about didn't. that? I like that he did. He wanted to play for his team. Yeah. He's a good team player. Yeah, that's and that's lot. what the Lions need. Yep. So, 
I would be perfectly fine with playing Jalen Waddle because this is a guy where the the doctors are going to be like, if he's injured, then they're going to say not to play. He's like, uh-uh, he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Right. He's he he wants to play, and I I love to see that, and I would love for him to be on the Lions. And he's an he seems like a very honest guy too, and he doesn't want to like throw anyone under the bus because he was asked the question, who do you who did you prefer at Alabama, Mac Jones or Tua? And he really didn't want to say it, but he mm. he did hint towards Mac Jones, but you know he didn't want to say it because he didn't want to throw anyone under the bus. So that's good to have as a teammate, not comparing people. So one, actually a couple of things I wanted to add in with this as well was Jalen Waddle. Um, I remember during one of the Alabama games, they were talking about how good Devonte Smith was. And this was this last year when Jalen Waddle was out on injury and they were talking about how Devonte Smith took this big step up and, you know, how are you continuing to learn what you're doing to continue to get better? And the thing that he said really got me excited about what Jalen Waddle could bring to a to a team, not just for himself, but the entire team. Devontae Smith said every time that he came off the field from a play, Jalen Waddle was able to tell him, hey, instead of trying to do it this way, if you did this, you would have been open. Or what you could do instead of doing this is try to do it like this. The guy's smart. He knows what he's talking about, and he can teach guys too. That is a guy you want to lead your locker room. So that is really cool. I, I really, really like that about him. And and I also want to throw this in there, too, because you talked about how fast he was. And so many people are always like, oh, he's just a fast wide receiver. That's all he's got. He's just fast. No, he's not just fast. He, he can catch. He can catch really well. He is such a good wide receiver, and he gets such separation. Separation is more than just being fast and being able to run past somebody. It's you're able to get away from them without them being near you at all. So he can do it all, really. He can jump to get the ball. He can run fast past you to get the ball. He's just a great wide receiver prospect. So I want to throw that out there real quick to add on to what you said, because, again, I, I agree. Good pick for the Lions if they go that route. Okay. My number four. Um, I think it's also going to be another bit of a surprise is I have uh, tackle Rashawn Slater as my number four pick for this draft. Um, (laughs) Again, the Lions are one to two pieces away from having one of the best offensive lines in the entire league. Uh, Rashawn Slater and Panay Sewell are regarded as one and two for offensive tackles in this NFL draft. Some players have Rashawn Slater higher. Some people don't. Rashawn Slater is more of a physical guy. He's more of a, um, I will just annihilate you. So he's really good in the run game. I mean, amazing in the run game. And what do we really need in, in Detroit? We need to run the ball. We need to put the ball in carry and care. Well, maybe carry on Johnson gets on the field, but we need to put the ball <laughs> in Deandre Swift's hand and give him lanes. And you know, who's going to do that? Rashawn Slater will do that for you. He will be a great right tackle. He's physical. He's great in pass in play, uh, pass blocking as well. I think if we want to try to make Jared Goff successful, you give him weapons to keep him safe. 
That's what you do. And, I mean, you could you get Decker. You've got Frank Ragnow. You've got the uh, – Jackson. Yes, Jackson that we just picked up last year who played amazing. We've got our right guard who right Vitae. now is kind of – yeah, kind of up to grabs between Vitae and – I think it's everybody, right? I don't think we have anybody behind him currently with Abushi being out. And then right tackle, we're kind of like, eh, we don't really know. Tyrell Crosby, is he your guy? Really? I don't think so. Um, so that would really make Detroit's offensive line probably top three in the league at that point. And when you have an offensive line like that, you can do whatever you want. Just look at the Dallas Cowboys a few years ago. I mean, literally whatever you want. If you want to pass the ball, Fine, you got time. Even if your wide receivers aren't great, guess what? You got time. We learned about it last year and the year before that. When you give the quarterback all year to to throw the ball, they'll find somebody. So, I mean, to me, this would be a great move to just solidify that offensive line, a nice young group, that this is what you build your team off of. The core of your team is this offensive line. And you hear it all the time. You build your team through the trenches, offensive and defensive line. And that would be a great pick to just solidify that offensive line. So now passing it on, uh, Austin, at number four. Nope, three. Three. Who do you have? Number three. I have Jamar Chase. At, you know, I mean, he ran a, what? I think it was a 438-40 time, yeah. something like that. Fast. I mean, just blazing. Fast. So, I mean, we all know the Lions wide receiver situation isn't the best right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got kind of the, you know, the leftover people that, you know, wanted to come in and sign a one-year deal and mm-hmm. kind of prove themselves. So, I mean, being able to add a top-end talent like that would just be, you know, huge for us. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean – being able to add a guy like that would just be awesome for our offense and, you know, give somebody great for Eric Goff to throw to. Sure. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that's a great pick. Um, yeah, Jamar Chase is special. He really is. He's a special kind of player. Um, so, yeah, I got nothing else to add about that. That was, yep, totally yeah, agree. You guys probably have him higher. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure we'll talk about him at another point. <laughs> uh, Jake, at, at number three, who do you have? Um, I have Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. Okay. Can I say boo? I say yay. I'm a Michigan State fan, and I love Justin Fields. <laughs> um, Justin Field, Justin Fields is an inc- has incredible talent. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball because mm-hmm. his four point four four forty yard dash time pretty fast. Could say he can run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's a great team leader. He led Ohio State to the to the um, college football playoffs both years he started. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if there's much to say after that. You know, sure he his talent declined last year, but not that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he has great talent, and to have him as a a potential piece to build to train from Jared Goff if Jared Goff doesn't do well. Would be great. I mean, he would make our offense from bad to good in a matter of a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Justin Justin Fields is a is incredible talent, and it really upsets me that he's been going down in a few mock drafts recently mm-hmm. because he is 
he is the second best quarterback in this draft, in my opinion. Yep. And he he is great talent, and it he he was talked about. It was debated if is it going to be Trevor Lawrence or is it Justin Fields. Now it's like eh, I don't know about Justin Fields. What the heck? Justin Fields is incredible, mm-hmm. and if the Lions were to get him, we'd be lucky. And if you know, if we select Justin Fields, bye, Jared Goff. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, Don't so, hit yourself on the way out. So I mean, okay. I'm sure we've. T- I mean, we have beat this thing into the ground so far about quarterback and do we take a quarterback or not. But just imagine this scenario. You first off. I'm not sure Justin Fields falls to us. I think it's a whole bunch of smoke yeah. that they're putting out there right now. But mm-hmm. he has been the quarterback who has been mocked to falling to us the most. If he's available, I agree. We take him. However, just imagine the scenario that you have Jared Goff. And imagine he starts playing very well to where, you know, the GM and head coach, that you know, they're playing to the level that they thought that Jared Goff would get to, which, you know, you can build a team around. So imagine you have that, and you also have, uh, you also have Justin Fields, and you know you're 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 okay with with Jared Goff. What you could do is, you know, I could probably get a couple first rounders for Justin Fields. I could get at least a first rounder plus a little extra for Justin Fields. He's young. He's on a rookie contract. He's great talent. Or if you really like what Justin Fields is doing in his in you know training camp and all that, okay, well we can trade Jared Goff for a first and a couple more or whatever. Um, the thing is, quarterback is important, and making sure you have your guy. If if they all agree that's their guy, I'm perfectly fine with taking them. I don't think you need to take a guy because there's a quarterback available, but if they take a guy because they think that he could possibly be their guy in a few years, you take him when you can. So I, I think that would be a good pick. Again, I don't have any QBs in mind. Um, I don't see it that any of them get to us. But Yeah, the possibility is very low. But if he does fall to us, he is, a, he is definitely a top two option, if not the option. <laughs> sure, I think I agree with that. Um, what number are we on? Three. three? It's your choice, yeah. My turn with three. three. Okay. My number three is Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. Kyle Pitts. Again, I've talked about that. We just talked about him. There's really not much to say. While I did say you cannot call him the next Megatron, he has a lot of the same body type and everything, the way he plays, the way he catches. Such a soft catch. He doesn't like try to super, you know, aggressive catch. He's, it all just flows so seamless, seamlessly like it did with Calvin Johnson. I told Jake a long time ago when I was saying, hey, check out this guy, Kyle Pitts. Do you remember what I said to you? I said, he reminds me of a slower Calvin Johnson. And the only things is, you know, Calvin Johnson had super high jumps. I mean, his catch radius was a flipping garage door. Now, Kyle Pitts doesn't have that. But with one of the largest wingspans that is in the NFL for the last 20 years and his speed and his intelligence, I mean, he's what's not to like about him? You can put him on a wide receiver, more of a wide receiver role where he's not clashing with TJ Hawkinson. 
you don't have to have TJ, you know, you don't have to have tight end one, tight end two in this scenario. You roll out there with TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts. That's a great use for your tight ends. Both of them could be Pro Bowl tight ends. I think that would be a great matchup. I think, like I said before, in the red zone, that's virtually unstoppable with those two. Um, So, yeah, I would love that pick if they got Kyle Pitts. So, and I'm not sure he gets to us either, to be honest. This draft really depends on what Falcons do and what um, the Bengals do. And Dolphins, I suppose. But they I'm pretty sure with what they're doing. But, though, I mean, that's where the draft starts. And he could – they're getting – he's getting mocked. Kyle Pitts is getting mocked as high as four. That's what kind of value this guy has. Um, and that's incredible. That's a tight end being mocked at four. So that's pretty crazy. Um, we're going to move on here. Um, number two for Austin, who is your number two pick? Number two, we've already talked about him, is Rashawn Slater oh. from Northwestern, offensive tackle. Okay. Um, I mean, I was just coming into this, I was just thinking, you know, when we first started talking about draft, I was just so on the defensive side of the ball. But, I mean, when I'm really thinking about it, we got to have the protection for golf in order to – in order for him to be able to even get the ball out. And um, I went back and I, I watched Goff's highlights from last year and the year before. And just, you know, in, in all the highlight tapes, he mm-hmm. had the protection. Yep. And, I mean, you know, there are you know, a few highlights where, you know, he had to roll out or whatever. But, and basically all of his highlights he was able to stand there and just you know dink and dunk the ball mm-hmm. and so that's where i'm just like you know we got to have the protection on the o-line in order for us to have you know a successful season you know for this season and forward going on and i looked up the stats for you know for 2020 stafford was sacked 38 times which was about 6.7% of the time. And then Goff was sacked 23 times, which was about 4% of the time. So I think in order for us, in order for Goff to be successful this season, I we need to have a good O-line that can provide the protection, you know, for him in order to be successful. Yep. I agree. I think that's perfectly said. Um, and we, like you said, we have talked about Rashawn Slater a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. Uh, Jake, number two, what you got? Uh, before I had mentioned my number two, I would like to clarify that I have nothing against Rashawn Slater and Kyle Pitts, and I'd be totally fine if the Lions selected them. But they just weren't on my list because of top needs first and mo- more of um, can Kyle Pitts play the wide receiver position or – you know, you know what I'm saying. You know, we have more, we have better needs than a second tight end right now. As much as it would be awesome to see, and I have Rashawn Slater behind Panay well too. So that's I just I would like to get that out of the way. We get it. You're just trying to save face. Get out of here. Yeah. They didn't even make no, your honorable mentions. Get out no, of here. No, well, 
<laughs> honorable honorable mentions would definitely go to them. <laughs> All right. Well, then who's who's who do you have at number two? Okay, my, I know you guys don't like him that much, but I'm gonna have to say Devonte Smith. Now, I think you guys know who my number one is by now, but I'm not gonna say it yet. But if Devonte, oh, De- <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's obvious, but Devonte Smith is lights out. He, when he was at Alabama, let's talk about this last season. He was lights out when Jalen Waddle was out. And he won the Heisman for that. He was insane. He was reliable. And if he... Okay, I'm just going to say this right now. If he was on the... If he's going to be on the Lions, he's Rookie of the Year. If he doesn't get injured. He's Rookie of the Year. Whoa. He's lights out. No. There it is. The he's first Trev- season prediction from Jake. Not only are the Lions going to do well, they're going to have the Rookie of the Year on their team. I, no. I'm not saying we're going to do well. <laughs> I'm saying, how do you get rookie of the year if you don't do, do well? well yeah. In order to have a rookie of the year, okay. Just Justin Herbert and Justin Je- Jefferson were top two in offensive rookie of the year, and their teams did not make the playoffs. I'm not so talking about not making. Playoffs. I know our offense has to be successful in order for that to happen, though. Again, we've well, got Jared Kurt, Goff. Well, the Vikings have Kirk Cousins and uh, hey, Justin hey, Jefferson. Hey, don't, don't mess with my say. hometown boy, okay? I'm from Holland now. You don't talk about my hometown boy like that. I'm, a, I'm an MSU fan. I talk bad about Kirk Cousins. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I really like Devonta Smith. His size is a concern, but he's proved everyone wrong so far, and I think he will do it again in the NFL. His draft stock is declining over and over again, but... You know, if we select him, I'd be very happy. I think he's it, – it's close. It's a close between the top three wide receivers, but it, it's honestly one centimeter margin, you know, one tiny thing by each one of the wide receivers. But Devontae Smith is incredible talent, and I would love for him to be on the Lions. And it would just – it would make our offense look good again. Well, okay. not again. I I correct that Matthew Stafford made the offense look very, look very good with Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Okay. Um, shoot, where do I want to start with this? So, um, okay, you, you talk about how he got the Heisman Award. I mean, the Heisman Award does not have a great track record with transferring to NFL talent. Well, no, let's let's not be superstitious here, though. I'm not, su- I'm not. Okay, come on. Look at the track record, though. Yeah, I'm not being look superstitious. At, look at the I'm, just, who have won it. I'm just. It's just... given to the player who was who not not necessarily played the best, but was the most flashy. You know, Johnny Manziel was the most flashy player when he was when he was the Heisman, and he's done horrible. Yeah, but look. Devontae Smith. Oh, they played two that different a terrible positions. Example. Devontae Smith's Heisman was well-deserved. It was close, but it was well-deserved. And it, it's hard for a wide receiver to be um, f- different. You know what I'm saying? You know, his flashiness is is most likely going to well. go to the NFL. I get what you're saying, but usually when, you know, when you're taking a look at any NFL draft prospect, you try to find things that, you know, their college game translates to the NFL. And while that's, you know, good and well, when people say things like they got the Heisman Trophy, that really does, I mean, 
the, again, Heisman Trophy does not have a great track record with comparing into NFL talent. Yeah. Um, so that one I usually don't try to throw out there with, you know, putting on any talent. And and again, as much as it comes, as much as I don't want to use it as a thing, just look at how the track record has gone with people his size coming into the NFL. It again does not track well. He could be an exception because of the talent. It's very possible. I'm just saying with when you take a look at the track record of certain things, you when you're in the draft, there's so many times you're gonna miss on players. You want to take the best probability that you can, and the best way you can get that is through the measurables, the the height, the weight, the way that they yeah. are at the combine, and those are the things that are tangible that you can put your finger on and say these usually translate to the NFL, or these usually don't translate to the NFL. And I'm not. But, go ahead. Um, I just want to add that Devontae Smith has played against some good cornerbacks and the, sure. the SEC has great defensive backs and sure. he destroyed them. Mm-hmm. I, he, the, I, there's not, so, there's a lot of great cornerbacks in the NFL, but depending on who he's matched up, matched up against, and I don't see a lot of great cornerbacks covering him that well. It's going to be tough for them. I, I I take Devontae Smith most of the time, except for like Jay Alexander, Jalen Ramsey, Stephon Gilmore, you know, mm-hmm. players like that. It's, I would take Devontae Smith. It's very possible. Like I said, it it could absolutely be where he is a um he's on the outside there and he does not follow the norms of people that size and weight and all that, but I'm just saying It's honestly track, a flip of a coin right yeah, now. The track record is not great, which is why I yeah. had him so low. Um, you can't predict if a Heisman Trophy's winner is going to be good or right, not. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. So, I think he is a good player. I think if he translates to the NFL like people are hoping he does, I think he would be great for the Lions. I'm just worried about yeah. if he actually translates or not. Um. So now to we'll move on. on. To argue on Jake's side, sure. The last five people who have won the the Heisman have actually done pretty well so far in the NFL. Yep. Which are Joe Burrow, Kyler yep. Murray, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Derrick Henry. Okay. So <laughs> look up I uh, mean, look up wide receivers. Wide receivers who who have gotten the the um, the I mean I just looked up who who's won it in the years. I don't know which ones are wide receivers. Okay. Well, can we just clear, get this out of the way that um, Devontae Smith um, is got the Heisman because Trevor Lawrence got COVID. I think we can get that out of the way. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Trevor Lawrence was out for, uh, I think two weeks. So, I mean, that just gives Devontae and Jalen Waddle was injured. So Devontae Smith had a lot of the advantage mm-hmm. But he still played lights out. I will say that. Sure. sure. Yeah. And I, like I said, if he does translate to the NFL, I think he would be a great player. So we'll just see yeah. what happens with that. Um, and I think that puts puts it over to me with two, right? We're on two right now? Yep. yep. Okay. My number two is Penne Sewell, the other <laughs> okay. tackle in this draft. Uh, again, we've talked hey. about it. Offensive tackle is a big need. Um Panay Sewell is very versatile. He can play guard. He can play tackle. 
He's not the, you know, perfect size for a tackle or a, or a guard. He's a little smaller, but his athleticism makes up for that big time. He's super fast, even for a big guy. Um, I mean, I don't really know what you want to say about him. He can really do it all. And, and I've talked about solidifying that offensive line. So I really don't have much else that I need to say about it. Um, if Penny Suell is there, I, I think that that's a very smart choice for the Lions. So we'll move on to number one now. Our top, who we would really want the Lions pick at pick seven. Our number one started off, off and Austin started. Um, you know, I'm glad that two of us are on the same page here. Because <laughs> um, I think, you know, Ben and I, both all of our picks have been Within one we've spot pretty, of each other pretty this close. entire time. Yep. So um, I'm just going to, you know, keep the train going on Penny Sewell as my number one here. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't I don't want to see your you know, negative face over there, Jake. Uh, <laughs> I'm not being negative. I love Sewell, but as number one, whatever. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm surprised <laughs> it wasn't Quiddy Pay. <laughs> no. I'm past that, okay? <laughs> We're I mean, past those times. <laughs> past those times. <laughs> it's just so hard to, I mean, we got to have the protection for the O-line. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, we talked, I talked about it for the last, you know, my last pick with Bashan Slater, and I mean, you know, the same things carry over to this, so. Yeah. It's, I mean, when it all boils down to it, you got to have the protection. So. Yeah, protecting your quarterback is the most important thing, and uh, with that with that pick, your offensive line is solidified for sure. If yeah. because yeah. I mean, imagine like with Rashawn Slater, he's he's basically going to be tackle. Um, Penay yeah. Suell, he can play right tackle. He could play left tackle if Taylor Decker gets injured. He could play right guard. Um, I mean, he's so flexible. Pretty and, interchangeable. Yeah, he 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 can do any of that. Um, so if, if you think that you start off the season and you think Vitae should be back at tackle, you put him at tackle. You put uh, then you put Suell at guard. You know if that's not working out, you can put you have flexibility. And that's important, and I think Panay Suell definitely does that for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, just just imagine the O line of Decker, Ragnow, Jonah Jackson, and then either A Suell or B Rashawn Slater. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like you were saying earlier, that's a that's a top five O line in the whole NFL. That's a that's a top three NFL offensive line right there. Yeah, for sure. Twenty seventeen Eagles two point offensive yeah. line or Dallas Cowboys yes, offensive Dallas line. Dallas Cowboys for sure. Yeah. All right. I mean, just imagine the success we can have with that. Yeah, it's yeah. so much. It's so much easier to have success when you have an offensive line like that for sure. Um, okay, Jake, let's throw it over to you. Number one, who do you have? All right, I'm excited for this. Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU. And the reason why I took him over Devontae Smith is because he's taller. (laughs) Okay, Jamar Chase is, if when I'm thinking of a wide receiver prototype, if I'm like making my own wide receiver in Madden or something, and I want that type of prototype, I'm thinking of a Jamar Chase build. He has the perfect wide receiver build in my mind he's tall he's fast he can catch and he can run he's a great wide receiver and 
he'd be great for Detroit, considering we don't have a lot of great wide receiver talent right now. And um, you guys could argue with me, but Jamar Chase is is the pick. If he falls to us, he is the pick, no matter what. Um, but it's it's like it's like when you're going to like McDonald's as a kid and you're wanting the you wanting the Happy Meal toy that you're wanting the cool <laughs> one, and if that's like Jamar Chase falling to us, it's the cool toy falling to us, the toy we can play with. I I I think Jamar Chase would be Rookie of the Year if he was on our team as well. Jamar Chase is great talent, and it would be great to have him. Okay. Great um, Kenny Galladay replacement. So you talk about Rookie of the Year, and you said last year. Who were the two candidates that were up for Rookie of, of the Year offensively? Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert, and Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson okay. should have won it. <laughs> so That's you, just me, though. Really, you think Justin Jefferson would have won that? It sh- he should have. Wow. So here's the thing, right? Um, with my number one pick, I'm going for the wide receiver. Ju- uh, oh, no, not Justin Jefferson. I'm going for the guy who was rated above Justin Jefferson on LSU. I'm going for Jamar Chase as well. My number one pick <laughs> It is Jamar Chase. Yes. Just re-go back and listen to what I just said. The guy who was put up for rookie of the year last year could not (laughs) beat out Jamar Chase for the number one wide receiver for LSU. What? Are you kidding me? Rookie of the year. And he couldn't beat out Jamar Chase. That tells you everything that you need to know about Jamar Chase. He (laughs) took a year off, and he is still a top five talent in this NFL draft. He is out here every single day saying, you know what, Jamar Chase, you know, he's got this, he's got this, he's got this. I'm not really sure what he doesn't have. Jamar Chase is 100% the prototypical wide receiver, like Jake said. He is who you want. You know, we talked about Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle's got speed, separation. Guess what? Jamar, Jamar Chase got speed. He's got separation as well, better than Jalen Waddle. Not speed better than Jalen Waddle, separation better than Jalen Waddle. Guess yeah. what? Devontae Smith has a little bit of height, a little bit of jumps more than what Jalen Waddle had. Guess what? Jamar Chase can outjump both of them. Jamar Chase can get up there. He's got big old hands. He's going to grab that ball. He's going to get his – guess what? His his route running, crisp. That that route running is crisp from Jamar Chase. That boy is for sure special. And guess what? Jamar Chase, if you're available at pick number seven, lines are going to grab you. I'd like to mention that um, along with Jamar Chase, I would also say that um, perfect prototype wide receivers, Julio Jones. It's they have a similar build, in my opinion. Jamar and that's Chase the type of... is better than Julio Jones. Ooh, <laughs> we'll see about that. Honestly, he could be, but I, I, I actually have him. If so, I do. I try to like do a little mock of who they're compared to in NFL. I actually have Jamar Chase relatively closely mocked to Julio Jones. Yeah, I would say that, too. That's who I would give him a fair grade to, is Julio Jones. Um, yeah. Julio but, Jones, I mean, 2.0 on the Lions. Right, exactly. I mean, Calvin just, Johnson, 2.0 on the Lions, basically. So here's, here's what we do, right? Here's, here's what we do. 
we trade all of our future picks for the number four pick in this draft. We pick up Kyle Pitts at number seven, and we pick up Jamar Chase at number four. We've got Kelvin Johnson, and we've got and we've got Julio Jones on our team. We're undefeatable. We are undefeatable. Best offensive in the NFL. Twenty twenty one NFL Chiefs. Super Bowl. Detroit Lions. We still need an O line in order to even shut get up. We Austin. have an O line. Shut up. <laughs> We've got Calvin Johnson and Julio Jones. Shut up, Austin. <laughs> wow. Okay, then. Sheesh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's too early to start drinking that Kool-Aid right now. Enough of that. Put the Kool-Aid down. We're still doing a podcast, Ben. Put it down. Okay. We're back. All right. Well, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for, for us today here at our West Side Lions podcast. As always, make sure you go out Follow our podcast. We're on Google uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. Make sure you give us a review. Drop us a like on there. Also, you can check us out on our anchor.fm site. Uh, you can always leave us a message on there. You can go ahead and tweet us at Lions West Side. Like I said, give us some questions. We'd be happy to answer some for you. Um, but like I said, also make sure you put on a review. Share us with your friends. Um, but that's going to do it for us today. So until next time. Go Lions!